Hi there folks, my name is NovaWing24 and welcome to a very special part one of two edition of the Three Grumpy Simmers. And of course, we are here because it is the beginning of the festive season. The turkeys have already been eaten in America and Canada and the snow is starting to fall and in Australia we are starting to go on fire. So of course, the year is coming towards the end and it's a very important time for us to reflect as we like to do at the end of the year and of course, we get to do a bit of uh, a bit of fun. We get to be a bit of St. Nicholas and a bit of giving away of the fun stuff, which we always love to do. So before we get too far into it, I want to say a huge welcome to my two other fellow Grumpy Simmers. First of all, hello to Mr. Sergio from helisimmer.com. Hello. Thank you very much. How are you guys? <laughs> Hot. Dying of heat. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, uh, 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 eff effervescent, as always, and effaceable, amazing Tomcat aficionado, purple hat wearing, and space faring with a new outfit, uh, <laughs> Drew Belgio. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's <laughs> been a hell of a week. I mean, that's all I've done. It's like Star Citizen. I've been running around in my purple armor and my purple suit and, been... you know, checking out vehicles at the exhibition and all that. It's just nuts. People that, are probably sick and tired of seeing this on my channel. <laughs> that was, but that, okay, for somebody who doesn't play Star Citizen, that was actually a really cool thing, because not gonna lie, I'm hugely skeptical of Star Citizen. Like, the amount of controversies that that game has been wrapped up in over the last, what, five years it's been developed for, mm -hmm. it's like, I don't want to go anywhere near it, but watching videos like yours is like, okay, maybe there's something to this. Hmm. I just love uh, like car shows and air shows and stuff like that. And this is kind of like a combination of both. So that's why I'm like, okay, they're having this thing again this year. I never mm -hmm. went last year. I never went the year before and anything like that. I'm going to do it this year and I'm going to make like a video for each day that they have like two unique manufacturers. And so far, it's actually been pretty good. I'm working on the very last video for the miniseries. It's going to be five uh, episodes total. Nice, but nice. man, oh man, <laughs> Star Citizen, even though it's in a good place for an alpha, there's obviously still a lot of work. I can't tell you how many times the elevator to go down to the exhibition call <laughs> has killed me. <laughs> <laughs> it is nuts. It is nuts. All right. Uh, okay. So on that, uh, of course, we are here at the end of the year uh, and it has been quite the year uh, on many levels, both IRL and, of course, in the simulation gaming world. Uh, and um, we want to sort of do a bit of reflection on the things, that, the year that was, uh, and um, and talk about some of the highlights that we've had. But probably before we, we do our sort of annual highlight, we do want to touch uh, briefly on it because a couple of days ago, we did, of course, have the, the latest developer update come out from Microsoft uh, on the back of the new world update, their second world update since release. Um, by the way, I still can't believe how fast their release like cycles is for this. Like That seemed to be... I, I, I don't know, Sergio, like we've, we've kind of talked about this because I, I, I sort of call on you here because I, I know you and I both work in the software development space. So the, the fact that they're iterating out 
fairly major changes really quickly is a, is a that's a lot of you know that's a lot of demand that's being placed on 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 the developers there. Um, so it was really interesting to see such a huge update come out again. So it was interesting to listen to their their path forward. So what was your sort of thoughts on on, on the the update cycle? I can I can feel the chuckles coming through. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down. Uh, do you think? Do you do you think there are some demand on developers? Have you seen their faces on the dev updates on video? Those guys are completely destroyed. <laughs> Seriously, watch the videos. Those guys are completely destroyed. Even York. No, York was the one that was you know keeping this uh, fresh look. Even York looks completely <laughs> exhausted. Look at the guys. Look at Sebastian. You know, look at even Martial. No, none of those guys are getting it easier. You know, and I'm, I'm sure not, it's not just because of COVID. But yeah, Microsoft had told us that they were going to have a lot of releases really fast. Every two or three months, they will have mm-hmm. something new, either a scenery update or, well, features update and uh, Bug fixes and everything are coming at an, an extraordinary rhythm. They are working really well, but that is clearly taking a toll on the team. And you can see that on the videos. Those guys mm-hmm. are completely they they seem depleted of energy. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, and um, I'm, I'm not criticizing them. It's just you know, just look at the, just look at their faces. They are tired. They are tired, and they. they it, it's very obvious that they are working very hard for the community and to get the product up to speed. And, and I think that and really that's the part shows, that gets sorry. me too. Mm. That's the part that gets me too, because yeah, you're absolutely right. They look like they are haggard. The year has done a number on them. I don't think they even anticipated the pace they were needing to go mm. to keep pumping this out. And we still see online in all the various communities people complaining about, oh, wow, these, these fixes are coming in too quickly and so on and so forth. Anybody who's been around like the DCS community, for example, we can't get those fixes quick enough. The fact that Asobo's literally bending over backwards at this point to accommodate the community and you know, fix what needs to be fixed and so on in a timely fashion, way quicker than they probably should. That's a that's a really <laughs> yeah. So so that's really interesting. So so and 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 and, and, and I, we've talked about this actually on many many episodes ago. Is that in some ways the flight simulation community is is really lazy um, because we've got so used to things being so stable for so long that we didn't you know like, what FSX saw what. One update, two updates. Mm, in it's, SP one, SP two, service pack yeah. one and service pack two, and service pack two. All that was was actually that was the acceleration pack. But if you didn't buy acceleration, it was just the bug fixes went with it. Um, yeah. Prepared gets what a couple of patches over its two year cycle before they release mm. a new version. Um, maybe a couple of hot fixes at launch, and that's it. Um, Explain okay. Explains probably gets a few more, but you know we we've we've got so as a community we got so used to things being static for so long that if unless you're in the DCS world like you pointed out there, Drew, is that you're not used to shit actually getting fixed. <laughs> like you're not used to things. Mm-hmm. Like, and what I found really interesting was the number of people uh, uh, in the in the forums and the groups that are complaining that oh the Microsoft update just destroyed my add-on. Yeah. 
Yeah. Did if it I fix? Had did a it? Dollar it every if if I had a cent for every time I saw that post, <laughs> I'd be a millionaire by now. But no, but the, the, oh, yeah. and I guess the thing is, guys, is that the the team from Microsoft Sober they're addressing core sim issues, and you know, and, and look, not to take anything away from the fly by wire team, um, or the you know, um. Uh, Iris or any of the developers you know uh, that are out there that are or even myself for example because I got caught on the hop with all my livery suddenly that I that I produce suddenly not working after an update at the end of the day mm-hmm. um, we have to adapt to the sim because the sim is what is going to keep going now would it yeah. have been nice if they'd given us a bit more heads up about it yes but anyway that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> um but the and point they, 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 have, they have talked about it. They have talked about it. And, and, they, and they are getting exactly. They are getting more on top of getting opening things up to more developers and getting more developers into mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but the the point is, is that if a update of the core sim breaks your add on, please do not one blame Microsoft because it's not their responsibility essentially right. to backwards compatible anything that is not on the Microsoft store. Uh, if it's on the Microsoft store. Okay, it is absolutely their their responsibility to do backwards compatibility testing and make sure that they get any updates under that first. But in terms of all of us third party external developers, they hold that they are accountable. They are not accountable to us. Um, so please don't blame Microsoft for a start. And then secondly, um, also give the damn devs time to deal with it. They learnt the same time you did that it stopped working. <laughs> like literally, mm-hmm. the, we're using myself as an example here. Like I, I said, the first I knew my liveries weren't working was when one of the users of my liveries said, hey, um, your texture is causing my sim to CTD now. And I'm like, you what? <laughs> and I fired up, sure, <laughs> sure enough, I had the same result. And I pulled it out, put it back in and figured it out and I worked through to figure out what was wrong. But that took time. So, guys, you know, we're all human. Yeah. Be kind. Don't be an ass. <laughs> okay? Let's Especially this time of year. Exactly. Way off. Exactly. They've been going right. all year. And can, can we point out as well that I'd want to say, I know it's an American tradition here, and I'm sort of, uh, I kind of feel for you because you're being left out here because, you know, we've got Drew's the American, myself as the half American. Um, that Thanksgiving, can we just emphasize... The first word of that, please. The the yep. thanks, the giving of thanks part, please. Can we emphasize that? Um, because whether you believe in the holiday or not, or what the holiday was originally created for, that's that's a whole political conversation that we're going to leave aside. Um, be thankful for, be be grateful, be thankful for what we have. Absolutely, we, as we always say on, on here, and as as I'm uh, as I preach ad nauseum, um, that we hold developers to account when they do the wrong thing, but. Every now and again, we need to stop and be thankful for how far we've come just in this year alone. This just shows that people—this yeah. just shows that people are never happy. Come on, <laughs> people are have complaining. You, have at, you at been to the- <laughs> look? People are, are just 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 listen to what we are talking about. People are complaining because Microsoft and Azobo are updating this theme too quickly. Really? That's the topic of this Meanwhile, conversation. They're, they're, they're fixing over bugs. Over dynamics. <laughs> For real? So, let, 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 okay, let, let, me try to, let me try to get this straight. A developer released a title three months ago. 
They are busting their own behinds, fixing every little thing as fast as they can, and people are pointing the finger at them. Hmm. <laughs> well, people may not be used to it, right? But just like most, just like pretty much everything in the sim, Microsoft and Azobo are doing a lot of things that we haven't not we have not seen before in Sims at least because what they are doing is actually and you probably know this Tristan is actually one way of producing software there's a saying that goes release early release often yep. which means launch a product when it's minimally or minimum, minimum when viable mvp minimum viable when there's yep. a, when there's some viability to it yep. which means okay people can start using it and then we release as many updates, bug fixes, and you know whatever needs to be done um, very often, usually every month or every couple of weeks or so. That's exactly what Microsoft and Azobo are doing. They release a software early. We all know that. Let's not try and hide things. They the seem was probably, well, not probably, was not 100% ready for prime time. It's still, it's still not 100% ready for prime time. But we already told you guys, it's getting there. It's a path. Just stick to it. Talk to Microsoft. Work with journey. Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a journey. So, and, and that's, a, and that's a huge thing of that, is that, that Microsoft, yeah. have, have, you know, they, they've really put themselves out there and they've made a commitment um, that it is, you know, it is a journey for them. And that was the thing that we really got a sense of that, you know, all three of us, I feel, got a sense of uh, when we were at that preview event in Seattle. When we saw what we saw there and we heard the passion from the developers getting to be there one-on-one with the developers, with the people who are doing the, the, the work, the actual the nuts and bolts, the actual, you know, bashing the keys, um, we really got the sense of the passion that was driving them. So we knew that they were here for the long haul. Um, and, and what we're seeing so far is that we're seeing that commitment. We're seeing that commitment. You know, Yes, it's only been, I can't believe it's only been four months, three and a half, four months. I cannot believe it's only been that long. Anyway, um, wow. yeah, I know. But look how far we've come in that time. Like that's insane. The amount of, the amount of distance even mm. this thing has come in that time. Um, and that's just... I think it's safe to say that the honeymoon period, at least for the devs, is over. You know, they got over the celebration of launch and so on and so forth. And now you get down to the real work, yep. going to be maintaining and improving the sim. But, you know, we're still making progress. Yes. Going back to the original uh, point of the topic, the dev Q&A that they just had recently, we're actually making progress Mm -hmm. unless you've been living under a rock one of the major things that came (laughs) out that i'm absolutely excited for vr is finally coming we actually finally have a date for vr december 23rd merry christmas to everybody out there that's got a vr headset because it doesn't matter which headset it is it's going to work with microsoft flight simulator you and know how hard I fought for that one? I am, <laughs> I am seriously, surprised. I, I was incredibly yeah. surprised with that because, okay, so I, I knew that, yeah, okay, so the, the Reverb G2 and the, the Windows Mixed Reality headsets, they were going to be supported. Mm-hmm. But I honestly was not expecting them to go outside of that. I, and I actually, you know, and I just assumed for business decisions, they were going to close that gate. Like, you know, they're going to keep that, they were going to play gatekeeper on that for, for as long as they could, you know, reasonably get away with it. So I'm really surprised, genuinely surprised that they've gone, you know what? Merry Christmas, everybody. Everybody with a VR headset, fill yeah. your boots, yeah. go nuts. That is incredible. And not only 
interesting business decision to make, but also as a technological achievement to go that far and to be able to make yeah. that commitment to us, like that's a huge deal. Like, you know, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite as, you know, I'm excited about it and I'm not normally excited about VR because I don't use it, but <laughs> I'm excited about having VR for everybody. Yeah. VR for everybody. Um, <laughs> you get VR. Like the VR. Really you get VR. <laughs> I did it. Everybody gets a VR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah. Getting no, that involvement That's just is one huge. of the things. Mm. Yeah. That's just one and of I'm the things. Telling. I mean, with the community itself, you know, rallying behind, inspired, because we've been showing a lot of shit over the last few minutes regarding the community and how they've been treating the day. This is one aspect where I'm really glad that the community themselves did not back down, because there's no way in hell I alone could have convinced the developers, Microsoft and Asobo, even by meeting them in person, and getting in their face about it, there's no way that I alone could have convinced them that this thing needed VR. It was the community that made their voices heard and I guess rallying behind me for the most part, you know, to actually prove to them that, hey, we're here, this thing needs it, this thing will benefit from it. And I think the absolute best thing was a few weeks ago when Yorg was in that interview and they asked him about uh, VR and he was like, holy shit. <laughs> I'm like sitting there just like the proud Billy Goat and I'm going, mm-hmm. I told you, didn't I? <laughs> but, so but it, so I'm, I'm going to add to that actually. I'm going to add to that, Drew, because it wasn't just that the community rally ran, because absolutely like, the community rally ran you for, for, for driving that, but also the way the community rallied around that is that mm-hmm. unlike, unfortunately, some other aspects of things that have been on people's wish lists, is that the VR message was nothing but positive. There was no, if you don't do this, I won't spend my money, or I boycott it if you know without this, or oh, your sim's shit if you don't have VR. There was none of this. There was a, we see what you're doing, Microsoft, and Asobo. Doing great, but we think you can do better. We think you can go that extra mile. We want you to. You, we want you to, to. To. We support you. We want you to see, support your vision. Let's expand your vision and make it and add VR to it. That yeah. positivity, that growth, that passion came through without the negativity. Because there's enough negativity in the world of 2020, and in there's enough toxicity in the rest of the flight simulation community <laughs> that really the positive image the positive message that was sung by everybody who wanted vr was so refreshing to see um and it really really was so that was that was great to see so yeah i'm totally going to say that it wasn't just that it was about the positivity that came with that message that the whole community yeah. got behind that and really went positive with that message um so that, that's why i was really as I said another thing that i was really happy to see that watch our community come together because there are moments where i'm really really sad about our community and other moments where i'm incredibly proud of them that was one of my pretty incredibly proud moments i really really was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we we need to we need to congratulate Azobo on an amazing feat because I know, uh, and probably you you probably know as well, uh, Drew, as you as you were talking with the developers, I know how much um, how much trouble they went, how much work they had to get VR to work on this because the engine did not support VR from the start, so it was a huge amount of work, and. Um, I, I'd like to take the chance to pick this up and um, and help and, and help make make a point, help show something with 
with VR that will help us with the next conversation, with the next topic in regards with development of that, which is VR needed to be in the scene as early as possible. Because we, when we develop software, we develop software, um, we, the way of developing software is stacking things on top of each other. So you need to get something, a dependency done properly so that you can build on top of that. And then VR is not something that you can leave to be the last thing to add to a game mm. or to a title, to a sim or to whatever. I'm, it it, I'm needs, to be, it needs to be part of the, part right. of the foundation. You need to build a yeah, firm foundation, to, which is exactly. really what it's, I think Asobo is doing right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it needs to be in as early as possible so that you build the rest of the of the software on top of it and you fix something you fix stuff that gets broken for some reason as you develop. You don't do a whole sim or you don't usually do a whole sim or do the whole title and then add VR to it unless you are pretty sure of what you're doing. It may bite you in the ass. Okay, so VR was something that, in my perspective as a developer, needed te- technically, not just by by the f- not just not just for the fact that I I use VR, I love VR, I'm on the bandwagon just like Drew. Um, so uh, we didn't need VR just because it's cool, but we needed VR from a technical stand from a technical standpoint because we needed this to be stable on the sim as Azobo develops the rest of the sim. Okay, as opposed to other things, such as, for example, helicopters. Okay, <laughs> helicopters need to be developed on top of other things that helicopters depend on. Okay, so I'm just stressing this because I've been having some interesting conversations on the official forums. You don't say. <laughs> yes, you have seen. Yeah, okay. Um, there are some guys trying to shout their lungs out about helicopters. I try to explain them that, you know, Microsoft needs to fix stuff before we get helicopters because there mm-hmm. are stuff that is broken. I don't want to have broken helicopters on a scene that probably will never be fixed for the entire lifespan of the program just because the underlying, yep. the baseline for the software is not there yet. Okay, yep. so... VR being added right now was a pretty amazing thing because we know that everything else that's going to be, be built on top of the sim is going to be built for VR as well. So they will continuously fix anything that may broke or VR or vice versa. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, a, that's a good point there. And I'm really glad that Microsoft added VR right now and not in six months or a year. And congratulations. And I think it's probably safe to say, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, that the vast majority of the helicopter flight simming community uses VR. Like, we're probably the biggest segment of VR users out of all the flight simmers because of the fact Mm. that it's become so integral to our flying. Exactly. I have actually written an article about it saying that um, simming is the epitome of VR. And I think helicopters are, are are just this slice of the market that really, really not only experiences VR like no one else, because I've seen guys flying um, airliners, for example, and they say that, you know, VR is boring. Yeah, and, and, VR is and that's, boring. And, but, and, no, that, that is absolutely right, because... And, inside and the room. Yeah, I've, and, I've and, that's, mm-hmm. and that's to do with, and, and, and I'm going to put my non-flight simming hat on for a second here. That's actually to do with your scan. 
um, and your activity inside of the cockpit. So the, the, exactly. best, the best markets for VR is going to be helicopter and military combat because mm-hmm. exactly. in those two environments, you are always active. You are always doing a scan. You are doing a scan every six seconds. Um, you're going through, uh, you, you have a, a set of flows that you go through um, you know, each flow and each iteration has a slightly different flow, but you're doing that in order to either one, keep alive in the case of combat um, or in the case of helicopter to stop yourself, keep, well, to keep you alive from stop yourself from falling out of the sky. Um, <laughs> right. So both of those environments, you are always active. You are always active. You're needing the, immer- you're needing the immersion. There's that word. There's that word. That, that word again. Um, and you're going to need to be able to see things very clearly. With the airliner, again, no offense to the airline community, your scan is very different. It's very slow. Um, I'm not yeah. saying there's anything wrong with that, but that's why the VR experience for airliners and held the track IR experience. Uh, uh, the I was funny. It was funny actually. Like, I, I, and I, I will own this is that I was astounded when I was speaking with a, a group of airliner pilots, and basically none of them use track IR. And I was like, "What? I'm sorry." How, how do you sim without some form of eye tracking? Like whether it be VR or, or track IR or whatever, they're like, mm. they don't need it. And, and I was, and, and I sat there and I was like, what do you mean you don't need it? You need to look around the cockpit. And then I actually sat and thought about it and I went, you're right, actually you don't. Because they look at their PFD, their mm-hmm. FMS, and that's it. Occasionally, they'll look at a secondary display, but you can bind all of those to a view look key. So they don't need track IR, they don't need VR. And as I said, there's nothing against that way of simming. But to your point, Sergio, you're right. Is that in order for, that the the market for VR is very much geared around combat and VR around helicopters? Um, and funnily enough, and speaking of your things of, of building up things, building up layers of base, what was the initial primary market for Microsoft Flight Simulator? It was GA and to a lesser extent, TubeLiner, which are less reliant on VR, more reliant on head tracking in terms of GA, but less reliant on VR. So, but now that we're looking and exploring and going further on, um, going to the world of helicopters, you're right, that to have that base level, you needed to have that, you know, visual eye and head tracking, whether it be, you know, track IR or or VR, that has to be solid, that solid foundation has to be there in order to build on that. Exactly. Absolutely. I, th- I, th- I think that VR VR is really handy or track IR or whatever you need to move the camera is really handy when you need to actually have your head on a swivel, right? It, on yes. combat, you need to be aware of what's outside. In a, on a, heli- in a helicopter, in a helicopter, you're flying very close to things on the ground, so you need to know what's happening. Also, you need to... You are constantly looking to the ground and seeing where is it that you're going to auto-rotate in, in case you have an engine failure, so you're always prepared for disaster. Mm. I would say GA, uh, general aviation, also um, it, it is also a market for this because you have a lot more visibility around you. You're not, you're not inside a big room like in an airliner and mm. you know just looking at the instruments. GA, I think, also gets into these into these segments mm-hmm. um, and gliders, gliders also oh, get gliders, them, you know. and, and I'm so looking forward because that's, mm-hmm. that's the other thing I see. I see VR 
as a necessary requirement in order to move into gliding in Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I I think pretty much the... any kind of VFR flying, any kind of VFR mm. flying, especially yeah. bush piloting and gliding, both of those can benefit from that. If you, if, you need, if you need good situational awareness, if you need to look outside and uh, not just enjoy the scenery, but actually look at the scenery so that you know what you're doing, mm. I think VR is, is something that you really need. And um, in helicopters, even more, because the sense of the depth perception that you have, the fact that you can look around and um, you know exactly where each part of the helicopter is for your landings or takeoffs or whatnot, it's, it's key, it's essential. Everyone that tries helicopters and then gets VR, everyone says the same. And, and, you know, they, mm -hmm. they immediately, they are, they, as soon as they get used to VR, they immediately are better pilots. So I'm, to just, I'm totally, just, I'm totally, that means I'm totally going to blame my terrible helicopter piloting skills on my lack of VR. <laughs> I'm totally doing that. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was yeah, waiting for that. You will have zero excuses <laughs> to get VR because there are no more excuses. You know, they, this is the top line. You got VR, you're a better pilot. If you suck, it's your fault. <laughs> That's it. I'm not getting VR. Never getting VR. Never, never getting it. Uh, so, I mean, so we saw some great, some, some great iterations, and, and that announced with VR. And and although, and and, and I suppose Sergio, we, we've got to we've got to deal with the elephant in the room when it comes to helicopters. Of course, is that uh, okay? Right. We've got the the elephant in the room. Of course, is that. Um, we, we, we all want to see helicopters in there. You know, I, I do want to see your frantic, frantic palm trees into the sim. Um, but, but the, the, the date did strike a chord with some people. So of course I, I have to ask you as, yeah. as the, the editor in chief of, of helisimmer.com, I have to ask you how, what, what are your thoughts around 22, 2022 being the announced intended delay date? So after that brief moment of technical difficulties, folks. Uh, so, of course, as I said, uh, Sergio, have to get your thoughts on uh, the date of helicopters arriving, the sim being 2022. Uh, I, I, I know it's maybe not what we all wanted to hear, but I, I do want to hear as, you, as your position there, what are your thoughts and what is your, what's your statement on the community about that? And how many tables have you flipped so far? <laughs> uh, a lot of tables. Uh, a lot of tables. Uh, no, if, if, if you told me, okay, that it's guaranteed that we're going to have helicopters in 2022, yeah, it was, it, yeah, I would be sad, perhaps a bit disappointed, but um, yeah, I can, I can wait a bit more, even though I know that th December 31, 31st, or 31, 2022, it's still 2022, so we may be looking at um, a couple of years without helicopters. The thing is, I don't think that 2022, I'm not sure if it's feasible for 2022 to be a, the actual year in which helicopters are in the same and stable. Things take time, so it's a bit disappointing. It's a bit disheartening. Uh, I was expecting something a bit sooner. Still, uh, you know, like I like you guys have heard me say a lot of, uh, quite often, all my other sims still work. So it's not like X-Plane or DCS or Aerofly FS2 or whatever I am using stopped working just because Microsoft Flight Simulator is out. Would I like to enjoy Microsoft Flight Simulator the same way that I'm enjoying other sims and fly helicopters around and just, you know, appreciating the amazing job that Azobo and Microsoft did with the scenery? Yes. Mm -hmm. 
would I like to be able to do a bit more than I do on other sims and do sling loading, firefighting, you know, vertical reference, all the other stuff that Microsoft can eventually add to the sim, hopefully? Yes. Do Can I live until, you know, can I survive until I actually can do that? Yeah, definitely. I can do. I can use I, any other VR sims. I, I, so, I think I, that's, a, that's a really good point is the fact that, you know, Microsoft Flight Simulator does not exist in a vacuum. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, we've got a large number of very you know, that of sims that we have you know prior to four months ago were the best in the market, were the best in, the, in in class for various different reasons. I mean, you know, prepared was there absolutely fundamentally the best in in market for um, anything uh, anything that was very large and flew very, very high, um, very yeah. slow. And, you know, uh, X-Plane and Aeroflow Aerof- were both there for helicopters. Um, um, we've got DCS for combat. So, and, and at the end of the day, Prepared kind of just did everything reasonably well. It wasn't particularly great at any one thing. It was reasonable at all things. So these sims haven't gone away. Um, they are still there. And uh, like you, Sergio, I still use, not as much as previously, uh, but you know, I, I still use the other Sims. Uh, Drew, I know you've been spending a lot of time in DCS well with your favorite, uh, with your favorite mm-hmm. aviation feline. Um, DCS, X-Plane, and Aerofly. All of them have been getting a lot of use. Actually, the yeah. only one I haven't really used a lot of is P3D, but that's because I still need five. And, and, and I'll get there. And you know, for, for me, I, I I still use prepared v four four point five. I use five and then got rid of it. I just there wasn't <laughs> enough reason for me to go there at the moment. I have I should try the new hotfix. Mm. I should try that. But um, explains getting a bit of love for me. But, but it's, people seem to, exactly people seem to be forgetting that. And and I think ah. actually that um, the one thing that I really sort of I know you've talked about this before, Sergio, is that with helicopters coming to the sim like VR is that let's do it right. Mm-hmm. Then bring you into the new sim. And that's something, again, that Microsoft's committed to, is that they're going to do it and do it right. Um, yeah. I think that they have done, to start, I think they've done GA aircraft and, and sort of anything that's um, that doesn't carry 300 passengers. I think they've done those aircraft incredibly well. I think that they, they are definitely best in class um, of everything else in, in the simulation platforms at the moment. And I think that definitely they should be proud of that. And we should, as a community should appreciate that. Um, would yeah. I like to see yeah. other aircraft in that? Yes. Would I like to see, be zipping around in an F-14 Tomcat in uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator? Absolutely. But fundamentally right now, you can't break the sound barrier. <laughs> in the sim like the 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 flight modeling isn't there for that part of the flight envelope um so you know it needs to be built on top of something exactly exactly you You can't you can't build a supersonic flight model until you've got your subsonic flight model right so i'm happy for them to keep get that right get that foundation going before we move into that space and i think that those people who are trying to you know, force things in there are doing themselves a disservice as well as the rest of the community. So, um, yeah, I, I think that it's a, it's a, it's a great, yes, it would be lovely to have that earlier than that and hope maybe we can get it before then. But I think the important thing as, as you've highlighted before, Sergio, is that we get it right. Put it exactly. in when it's right, yeah. we'll get this ready. So, and, and Microsoft is not just adding the flight dynamics. It's um, they, they want to do something more and the Yorg. York said that a few streams ago when he actually mentioned that it's not just about the flight dynamics. 
it's not just about getting the helicopters in, it's also about getting all the heliports and helipads in the world in the sim as well, right? So that's a lot of work need. right there. It is, mm. it is. And I, I was surprised because honestly, I, I'm not used to have this kind of, um, this kind of work from a developer, you know, they, yeah, okay, let, they put helicopters into it. They perhaps do a few helipads and, you know, heliports just for people to be happy. Aeroflare has to that, that, does that, but, you know, they are very focused on certain areas. They don't module the actual, the whole world. Hmm. Having someone like Microsoft say, okay, look, guys, we're going to give you helicopters, but we are going to give you helipads and heliports around the world. That is serious shit. That that's, is very that's insane serious. insane the not... amount of work that's going to take. And, and that is, that, I... That, it, I didn't realize actually they were committed to doing that because that alone right let there, me... that's, mm-hmm. that's a year's worth of work right there. Just, just let in me, that let part. part. The best part about it, he didn't even have to ask them, does it have helipads? Because they saw the shirt. They saw the shirt and knew he was going to ask it anyway. And so they just shortcut and said, this is what we're doing. By the way, fun fact, fact, someone inside Microsoft already has one of those shirts. (laughs) Perfect. I made sure someone inside Microsoft would get one of those shirts. Someone inside Microsoft has one of those we shirts. Need, we need to make sure somebody in a Sobo now has that shirt as well, by the way. We need to make sure. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, I need to. Thanks to that guy, Casual Fridays have been cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, I know I know a couple of guys at Orbix that also have the shirt and they already took I, it to the so, so is that why suddenly Orbix has started putting helipads in all their sceneries? Is that mm. why? Because of casual Fridays and your shirts. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so, there's there's a lot there's a lot of corruption going on my side. You guys know that. I actually had a guy. You guys know this. Just, just let me. I have to talk about. It, but his his plan just, for world domination is coming together. I know, keep saying, yeah, yeah. You know the thing, the fact that we were saying that a lot of people just forgot that the other Sims exist and they didn't stop uh, working. I had a guy actually accusing me of not doing anything for the helicopter flight simulation community because I wasn't doing anything on the Microsoft forums. Guys, I've been doing this for five years for all sims. I don't just work for a sim. I don't just do this for Microsoft Flight Simulator. Coming and telling me that I am not doing a good job because I'm not posting on a freaking forum for a freaking single sim. Jesus, really. I, I don't get that. What do you need to be on the forum? for when you've got a personal line to the CEO of a Sobo, the head monkey mucks in charge in MS and, you know, most of the devs at a Sobo, you talk to them on a regular basis. What do you need to be on forums for? I don't know. That's exactly what I I I don't talk on forums. I talk to the actual people that do stuff, you know. That's how we do things. Not to mention all the third-party developers out there that's ever thought about building a helicopter. You're like Facebook. Hey, you know, this guy's thinking about a helicopter. Boom. All of a sudden, he's in your contacts list. you got more connections than a freaking junction box. (laughs) So so you you can see, folks, that we have... This is a professional nagger down here, by the way. So if you get contacted by him, you know what he's going to ask People thought I was kidding. You all thought I was kidding when I came up with that hashtag. No, I I knew you weren't kidding. I knew you weren't kidding. Anyway, so... 
So yeah, and, and I think that really is, it's a good way to sort of remind everybody that at the end of the day, this is a journey, no matter what sim it is and yeah. what platform it is. And mm-hmm. and one of the things that I think that, that has to come away out of this is that what Microsoft has done, when it, when we look at the other sims, because at the end of the day, as well as we said before, is that the other sims don't, it, Microsoft Flight Simulator doesn't exist in a vacuum. Um, and what was interesting, and this is something that, that I've seen before, is that you have a disruptor in the market and suddenly everybody lifts their game because of that disruptor. Now, unfortunately, the previous disruptor to, to Microsoft Light Simulator didn't survive. Um, but because of them and their work, because of the work that Flight Sim World did, um, we had 64-bit prepared, that we had the, the, the evolution of the graphics engines that we saw with X-Plane 11, um, that we have the integration now of TrueSky into Prepare V5, that we have TrueSky in Microsoft Light Simulator. So if it wasn't for the work that that disruptor did, we wouldn't have seen the evolution that we have. So seeing Microsoft doing what they're doing is making the other Sims lift their game. Um, so it's still a really exciting time to be alive uh, when it comes to the flight sim world. Uh, and, so that they have, they have taken the threshold and they have mm. just, and Mike, Microsoft's put the threshold <laughs> somewhere into like medium earth orbit. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it, it didn't stop at Leo. It went all up. Yeah. It did. Um, I, I don't care. I don't care what people say. I don't care how broke they feel the sim is. I I really don't give uh, a rat's ass about what a lot of people say about the sim. I know the sim has issues, hmm. but let's just look at it. They have raised the bar so far high that it's going to be look, look, pretty hard yeah, to be. Look, look Some- what they got right. L- let's look at what they got right and what they added even to the if, world. Even if, even if it has issues. Oh, you know... The scenery looks really nice, but once you get to ground level, it really sucks. Yeah, but just look at it. No, have just you, imagine how have, it's going to be okay, when they perform- So for everybody, everybody <laughs> out there, everybody out there that says the terrain, the ground level sucks, right? Okay. Everybody ever you out there, I challenge you. I challenge you to grab default prepared version 5 if you have it. If you don't have it, go and grab yourself the default X-Plane because you can pick that up for a free demo. Default X-Plane and go and have a look at the autogen of a city in that sim at ground level and tell me which one's better with zero add-ons. <laughs> but I get it. I get it. People are complaining about the melting buildings. We know there are artifacts. That's the yeah, thing. The photogrammetry, so, photogrammetry, that happens. It's, it's a, it's a, it's it's a brand new tech. Exactly. Except everything is making baby steps along the way, you know. But you don't have you don't have this this amount of level this level of detail on any other freaking sim. That's the thing. Exactly. Just look at it. And, now, and it does it have its issues, as you pointed out, Sergio. It does it have its issues? Absolutely, it has issues. Mm-hmm. I have issues with yeah. that sim. So many. But I also look at it and appreciate the fact that I can't get what I've got in X, in, in Microsoft Flight Simulator, in X-Plane or in Prepared, without spending a lot of money. <laughs> and it still doesn't exactly. look that good. Um, exactly. So yeah, but but that's actually a great segue for us to, to be able to, to, to hold, hold 2020 up to a mirror. Um, and, and look back. <laughs> you sure you want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't want to do that. Um, but 
but I, I do want to sort of go and, and I do want to sort of ask our, our grumpy trio here. Um, what is, uh, what was a, a positive highlight, uh, for you from 2020 in the simulation world? Um, Hmm. What was what, what was what was what was pick something and 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 yeah. what was your highlight? Hands down, and I have to say this: even without helicopters, they released the launch of Microsoft Flight Simulator. Hmm. The fact that they are raising the bar so far high that we have an amazing new technology, an amazing new sim. Um, we have a bright future ahead. This is just the start of a path. And um, I'm really excited to see what, which direction Microsoft Flight Simulator will take because I believe this not only will spice things up in the market, and like you said, Tristan, I think other companies have to watch out and do something. I, I don't like the term competition, so I, I, I would say they need to do something <coughs> to compete with Microsoft Flight Simulator, mm. but they need to do something to keep themselves in, relevant. in yeah, relevant and in, in the market. Mm. X-Plane is, also, is always going to be X-Plane. I don't dislike X-Plane just because the Siri and Microsoft Flight Simulator is better. You, 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 mean, you, like... mean, you mean Austin will always be Austin? Yes, Austin will always be Austin. <laughs> Pretty much. Exactly. Oh, yeah. We, I'm very curious to see. I'm extremely curious to see what is it that that explain that Lambda Research and Austin are going to do because mm. we never know. Yeah. It's it's just um, <laughs> this this may sound weird, but Austin is just this beautiful, amazing wild card in which you don't know what he's going to do, but whatever it does, it's it's always very interesting, mm. and it's always exciting to see a man that is following. The path that he thinks he should follow and doesn't care about anything else. And it, that is just brilliant. Mm. He can't afford to do it. He can't afford to do it. That's it, the truth. That, that single-minded focus that he has about mm -hmm. uh, bringing his vision to life is something that, uh, that, exactly. that we don't see very often. That, you know, I, we, in the flight simulation community, the only other time I can really think that we've seen it was Bill Gates when he said, I, I, I foresee this Microsoft Flight Simulator when he was when he, he, he got it from Sublogic and he sort of turned it from this very basic, very minimalistic and said, no, I have a vision for having more of having the, the most realistic world possible and he you know he championed that journey along so i i i, I like you I, I think that's a it's a good point of seeing um <coughs> obviously what it's going to do so oh, there you go so, yeah. right. so that's 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 my highlight and let me just grab the Bill gates thing and the sublogic thing remember when some people complained that all of a sudden flight simulator had um 3d 3d uh cockpits because yeah, that was a that was a technological technological advance, and people hated. Mm -hmm. People and, hated uh, it. Yeah, some people are still complaining <laughs> about that today. <laughs> but you know how, how much people hated it. That was something of an advance, and people hated it back then. So all these things about mm -hmm. a new scene that brings you stuff, and it's not quite working as intended, but it's disruptive. It has always happened. It will always will, and will just make seems better. Just yep. wait for it, guys. There you go. And for you, Mr. Drew Belgiot? Well, I would be remiss if I did not mention... <laughs> Honor honorable mention. 14A 
F14A delivered to me on November the 18th, which, as we all Happy remember, birthday. is my birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and I get Thank my, I, you, I, 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 get, I, I finally get my proper sundowners, Tom Kitty. Yes. Finally. Yes. And yes. But, I mean, aside from that, uh, the welcome surprise of Microsoft delivering a Christmas gift to us in the form of VR, I think, actually does, in fact, supersede my getting a model of the Tomcat. Yeah. That is probably the thing that I am looking most forward to, because I guess this whole time I've been kind of seeking validation that this was the path that Microsoft and Ostobo needed to go down, and we all knew it. We all knew that it's something that needed to be a part of the core uh, experience, which is, of course, what we've been discussing this entire time. But actually being able to see the, the fruits of that labor, I think, is going to be mind-blowing. I mean, there's, there's no other way to describe it. It's going to be phenomenal. And that's all I will say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Very, very, very enough, very enough. Um, so for for me, it, it is it is tangentially related to Microsoft Flight Simulator, um, but it's the impact that had on the greater community. Suddenly, the not all, but many of the, the, the walls and many of the, um, the roadblocks that were stopping people from trying flight simulation and trying their hand at simming and seeing is simming for them and being able to connect with other like-minded individuals. The suddenly, the release of Microsoft Flight Simulator made simming accessible to everybody instantly. Okay, well, everybody with a PC anyway. Okay, consoles are coming. Um, but suddenly, <laughs> like, but, but I, you know, you, you can jump into the sky with nothing but a controller. You don't need to spend, there's no need to spend, you know, $100, you know, or $300 on the sim. There's no need to spend $2,000 on hardware. There's no need to spend $5,000 on add-ons to make your sim usable and look, you look half decent you can get on for five bucks. One month trial of Game Pass is going to cost you a dollar, five bucks. I think I think the current rate is five mm-hmm. bucks. At the time, it was a dollar. Yeah. You can get on and you can try it for a month and see if it's for you. And suddenly, you can jump on. You can fly with your friends. You can fly with strangers who you know that you're connected by this love of aviation or this interest in, in, in virtual aviation. Um, that moment and 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 one of the greatest things that i that i had for me was and and i kind of and i'm not gonna lie i teared up about this is that reconnecting with people who i haven't seen in literally eight years people who so for for those who 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 know me been following me for a while you know that i i speak about the the last microsoft flight simulator in the last franchise for me is not fsx it was Microsoft Flight. So many people out there are probably watching this video and going, Microsoft Flight, what was that? So many people have no <laughs> idea about it. And I'm not going to go on my rant that I usually go on about this, but <laughs> that 
Microsoft Flight was, for me, was ahead of its time because it made it made getting and accessing flight simulation incredibly easy and incredibly open to everybody. And so many people who I met and the friends that I gained through that sim, that when that sim died, suddenly they were faced with these huge walls and barriers to entry of FSX prepared and X-Plane basically went, it's too hard. It's too hard for me to fly with my friends and share this wondrous experience of aviation with my friends and find new friends through it. And they went, they, they checked out. And then with this new sim, suddenly those barriers are gone again. And gamer tags that I haven't seen since flight came back. And it's been so amazing finding these people and seeing these people and listening to their voices um, as we talk to them in chat and on, on Discord or in, in TeamSpeak. I even had to dig out my TeamSpeak login. Um, hearing them, <laughs> hearing their wonder and excitement about having been able to, to come back to this to simming again because Microsoft have made it easy again. That made me so happy. I was so excited. I was like, yes, this is what it's about. It's about building communities. It's about building friendships. It's about building engagement with people over a shared passion. It's not about gatekeeping and saying that unless you fly 18 hours in a 797, then you are not a real simmer. 797. <laughs> if... And I will say this... No, and, but you're 100% correct. Exactly. Yeah. My, my, my point is, is that if you... If you define what a simmer is based on a narrow set of parameters, you are part of the problem in this community. You are flat out part of the problem. Now, I'm not saying that your way of simming is anything is anything wrong with your way of simming. Please don't, please don't think that. I, I, I 100% saw it. If you want to role play being an airline pilot and flying for 18 hours... Um, you know, or you know, across the Pacific, that, that is completely up to you. And, and uh, props to you, salute, because I couldn't sit on my ass for 18 hours uh, in front of my computer, I can tell you that much. Um, but if you gatekeep and say that nobody, that your way of simming is the only valid way of simming, um, then no, you're part of the problem because we all start somewhere. Even you as the individual that did that, you started simming somewhere and we have to be open to allowing simmers of all kinds, even those that love frantic palm trees um, have to be welcome <laughs> into our hobby and we have to make a space for them and allow them to enjoy the simming, their way of simming because their way of simming, if your way of simming is jumping in, ignoring every single procedure known to man and just simply flying to enjoy the scenery or if your way of simming is going low and fast and trying to basically not become a grease spot on the side of a canyon wall, um, or if your way of simming is flying as high and as fast as you can, or if your way of simming is flying a you know, very sedate route from New York to LA, just in exact coordinates with real-world procedures, each and every one of those is equally valid and equally welcome in our hobby. So having this sim equalized everyone again and allowed it open the doors again. And, and that made me incredibly happy. And I hope that that sentiment continues um, and that we break down those barriers to entry because we <laughs> have to keep doing that. So that was my excitement moment. It was just so amazing to see mm. that as a part of the sim. It is, it is, as I said, it, it's because of the sim, but 
also so much more. So and 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 beginning to see that flow on to other Sims as well is really exciting. So three very interesting uh, and, and but linked uh, takeouts from the year, which is great to see. And of course, this now uh, leads us into the giveaway because we do like to give things away at the end of the year, mm-hmm. and we have got some great opportunities, some great stuff. Uh, to be able to offer uh, courtesy of some wonderful friends of this program. Uh, we are able to offer two prize packs uh, this year uh, to The Sims other than Microsoft Live Simulator uh, for you guys in the community. And uh, So we would like to offer you guys the chance to win. So we have uh, two prize packs available. Uh, the first prize pack we have is for The Sim. That is, uh, I, I always feel that, like it, it's always forgotten about it. We all three of us love The Sim and yet None of us show it enough love. Uh, and that is, of course, uh, IPAX's Aerofly FS2. And this is an incredible prize pack, this one. Um, so this is a copy of Aerofly FS2, uh, the full sim, plus all the content that is curated by IPAX. So you get the sim and a butt-ton of add-ons um, all delivered to you. It's via a lot of stuff. There's so mm-hmm. much stuff in here. It's, it's we're talking scenery add-ons, mm. we're talking aircraft add-ons, helicopter add-ons. Like there's a little, so <laughs> much stuff in here. Um, all of this is one self-contained prize. that's available for you guys. Uh, the other prize pack we have is another pretty damn awesome one as well. This one is for a copy of X Plane Eleven from Laminar Research, plus a copy um, of the Bell Triple Two. Uh, is that both helicopters are included in the pack? I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. It is the it's the dual pack yeah. that includes both the wheeled and the skid version of the Bell Triple Two, and your choice of any single add-on made by V Sky Labs. So a great package of a great core sim and something of rotary winged and something either rotary or fixed. Your decision. Um, so these two price packs are available for you guys to, to to choose from. So now it's over to you guys now to enter in. So for to enter into this competition, there's going to be a link in the description down below for you guys for a, a, a form to fill out. Uh, so we're going to challenge you guys to tell us what was your greatest simulation moment of 2020. Um, so what is your greatest simulation gaming moment of 2020? Uh, in 25 words or less, minimum of four words. <laughs> you have to get, you have to get at least four words in there. Uh, so up to 25 <laughs> words or less. 25 words or less, minimum four <laughs> words. Uh, no, you can't just say Microsoft Flight Simulator uh, or Microsoft Flight Simulator released. You can't say that. You actually have to give us a story here, guys. Uh, and give us, give us at least. At least a couple of sentences, please. <laughs> Just and it can be from yeah. any sim. It doesn't necessarily exactly. have to be yeah. from Microsoft. It can be from but, any yeah. of the sims that you've used in 2020. And any sim, it doesn't even have to, doesn't even have to have atmosphere. It can be non. It can be exo atmosphere as well. Uh, yeah. Please, yeah. So write in. <laughs> let us know what your things are, and we will choose the three of us. will choose uh, the two. What we feel is the two greatest entries that really connected to us and really told a story. Because as you can tell, all three of us are about passion. We're about the engagement of the community, about what's making a difference. So we want to hear what made a difference to you guys this year. Uh, and so tell us a story, and we will pick the two stories that uh, that tugged on our heartstrings the most and our simulator strings the most. Uh, and we'll be announcing them uh, very, very soon. So this competition will be running from the moment this episode goes live, uh, and then it will the competition will finish 
on at uh, midnight Zulu. Uh, so to, well, let's just say 2359 Zulu on the 11th of December will be the uh, well, when the competition will close. And then we'll be announcing the winners uh, very shortly after that. So you have until 2359 Zulu on the 11th of December 2020 to enter the competition. Uh, I said follow the link in the description down below, enter in there, and we'll announce in a couple of days shortly after that. So looking forward to seeing what you guys all come up with. Right. There make you go. Make it good. Make it good. Make, make it good. Make, tell, us, tell us a story. And make watch that grammar. Watch that spelling. <laughs> I'll be watching. We got the finger wag in. I thought we were going to go an episode without mm-hmm. a finger wag. I thank, thank goodness that we got the finger wag in there. All right. So that is going to wrap up this episode, guys. Go forth, enter. We hope you guys are being safe for this year as well. Uh, final thoughts from my two grumpy sinners. Drew? 20, 20 <laughs> can bite it. Okay, I'm done with this year. I'm just done. When I can say that the greatest achievement that I've had this year is living to actually see 50, that's bad. <laughs> that's just bad. I'm so done. <laughs> I think we're all done. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not even, yeah, I'm not even, I, I don't, don't even know what to say, guys. 2020 has been, <clears throat> it has been harsh. It has been it's, really harsh. It has. Been, yeah, it has been uh, pretty much everything that could go wrong also also went wrong with, um, with everything. It's been Murphy's year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been terrible and played with uh, terrible things and terrible stories and uh, it's been just absolutely horrible at least in, for me from a for, from a from a personal perspective and you guys know um you guys know well recent history uh for my family things have been really really rough so i didn't even know you um, drew sent, sent us a, a meme the other day saying that what if 2021 told said you know said to 2020 hold my beer I'm I'm afraid of that. Don't put that in the universe. Do not put that out in the universe. Please don't. (laughs) Just don't (laughs) put that out in the universe. I've yeah, Mm -hmm. like you, Sergio, twenty twenty has sucked in family terms as well. So yeah. Yeah. So in spite of everything, just think of it this way. We are all still here. And yeah. Not everybody's reaching the finish line this year. It's an unfortunate reality. Yeah. But we're still here. We still have our health for the time being, you know, for however long, hopefully a long time. Yeah. And, you know, we should at least be grateful for that. We're entering into the holiday season. There's no reason why we need to let the air just completely be and in a show. kind be kind to each yeah. other be good humans uh please mm-hmm. is, the, is the real thing i want to say to this thing guys is that uh so together from the three of us we want to say uh continue being safe folks uh be good humans mm-hmm. uh get your be kind in. to yourselves Yes, be kind to yourselves as well. Drink your water. Uh, so, guys, uh, that's going to wrap out uh, the first of our, our penultimate episode of the Three Grumpy Simmers for 2020. So we look forward to seeing your entries into our giveaway for this year, and we look forward to announcing that and giving our predictions. Look, gazing into our crystal ball 
of the next episode. <laughs> and uh, we'll probably even maybe even reflect on the... Uh, we'll have to take some Windex to the, the crystal ball from last year. Uh, and yeah. we will yeah. see you guys. <laughs> so thank you very much uh, to my two fellow Grandpa Simmers. So thank you to you, Sergio, from HaleySimmer.com. Thank you. And thank you to you, Mr. Drew Belgio, my Tom K. Aficionado, for getting up at stupid o'clock in the morning uh, to do this episode. <laughs> yeah, well, if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably be in the F-14 flying around the Persian Gulf. Might as well. Yeah. At least there was coffee involved. <laughs> All right, folks. All right, folks. And from me, folks, uh, so don't forget also to head over to helisimmer.com for all your uh, helicopter and other simulation news and check out his channel on YouTube for some great updates for the uh, rotary winged community. Uh, and also check out uh, Mr. Drew Belgeode and his channel on YouTube for some fantastic stories and some great explorations through the, uh, through the uh, non-atmosphered universe as well. And... Maybe if you're feeling generous, give yourself, give my, give my channel, give this video a like and give my channel a bit of a subscribe here on YouTube. And you can also catch me on Twitch on a regular basis at Twitch TV forward slash Nova 24. All right, folks. Thanks very much for watching. Take care. Safe skies to all. Look forward to seeing your entries in the competition and we will see you on the next episode. Bye for now. Yeah.